Now, Talk Zone presents Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. It's a passionate yet lighthearted look at the world of sports, featuring the coach, John Cohn, and the big dog, Joe Radwanski. They'll recap the games from yesterday, look ahead to the matchups tonight, and cover a lot more in between. Now, Two Guys and a Mic on TalkZone.com. And welcome to Two Guys and a Mind. Beautiful, beautiful Thursday here in the fine city of Chicago. The big dog, Joel Radwanski, not in today, but we do him. The worldwide leader himself, Danny Sternfield, joining us first time, making an appearance on Two Guys and a Mind. Danny, great to have you in the studio, my friend. Yeah, great to be here. How are you, Coach? We are doing outstanding. And again, thanks for uh, tuning in out there. Our phone number, if you want to check in, it's your mid-morning Break sports report. We'll look back at uh, some of yesterday's sporting happenings, and we will take a sneak peek ahead at this evening's activities, which, by the way, well, let me get the phone number out real quick, 888-463-6748. You can email us at Mike2Guys, that's M-I-C-2, Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Part of the sneak peek ahead is NFL football, Danny, and right here in the fine city of Chicago, our beloved bear, which actually are not so beloved right now, taking on Michael Singletary and the San Francisco 49 Yeah, I mean, most would consider this make or break, although many think that the Bears season's already broke. But, you know, it, it, this I think many would would agree that this is make or break. If they lose this game and go to 4-5, and five, the wild card's going to be an uphill battle. The you division know, the, the, is already, I think, the division's already out of... Uh, yeah, the whole make or break must game thing is so overused. And I know. Especially, we heard, you know, two games ago. Right. It was a must game. Then last week was a must. No, it's not a must game. And, and I I love when, when they use it in playoff series, in seven-game playoff series. They ask if game two is every game's a make or break in a playoff series. I mean, it's seven games. Yeah. You know, but you're right. I mean, it is overused. But I guess mathematically, if you look at the statistics and the way and the standings and the way they're set up now, if the Bears don't win tonight, mm-hmm. they're, it's going to be hard for them to get in the wild card. The division is out of... Contention, I think they're they're facing a they're up yeah. against a seven and one Vikings team who who they they still have to go into Minnesota and they still have to host Minnesota. A lot can happen second half of the season. By the way, we don't do anything mathematically here before twelve o'clock. That's one of our rules here on the uh, two guys that a mic. But all right, so they lose tonight at four and five. Must game up. Oh, it's all over. Well, if they win their next two games, they I'm talking about our Chicago Bears here in the fine city of Chicago. They win their next two, they're six and five. You know everybody at that point is talking, hey, can we sneak our way back into the playoffs? Season's not over. So well, a lot it's of things, not a must game tonight. But a lot That's of things overused. have to go right for them at six and five to be in contention. Clear. Standings and, you know, all the other teams in the NFC need to be faltering. So either way, it's it's a big game. I mean, any game's a big game when you're sitting at four and four. Mm-hmm. Minnesota, who's seven and one, they don't have must win games. Mm-hmm. They can lose a couple games and still be in a, a real good spot to get in the playoffs. So. Uh, NFL football, NFL Network tonight, 49ers and Bears. we got college basketball getting started. We love talking basketball here. Danny, I know you're a big NBA guy. We'll talk about that, too. Our Chicago Bull losing last night. I want to go over maybe some uh, rookies, some of last year's college stars that are making an impact in the NBA. Tap on your expertise. Real quick for the two guys that are Mike fans out there, a who, what, when, and where in about 18 seconds of a Danny Sternfield. Oh, I'm from uh, around here. Grew up in Northbrook and worked with you a lot and Joel at the morning break. So um, spent most of my time in Chicago and just involved in various sports things. But love coming on and, and doing the show whenever I can. And like the new digs, it's a very professional outfit here at mm-hmm. TalkZone.com. And, uh, you know, an hour goes by quick, but 
I think we'll make the most yeah. of it. You're going to be a podcast now, too. These shows are archived. So people, you know, a week, two weeks, like a month, two months later, could go back and listen to this show. If they need a Danny Sternfield fix, the worldwide leader himself, you will be right here on TonkZone.com. So All they do is tap you in, left-click the button, and boom, they're hearing the... And these these shows are stored in, in, in perpetuity forever? They could be subpoenaed, anything? In who? Perpetuity. <laughs> The, the, they, they can be used... Uh, Producer I Tim Bach, he's already broken two rules here that we have in the talk Multi-syllable A, words. no mathematics before 12 o'clock, please. And two, nothing over eight and eight letters. Yeah, no multi-syllabic, multi, multi, no, multi no multi-syllable hey, let's words. let's keep it clean. This is a family show. Man, oh man, multi-syllabic. See, that's what happens when I bring an educated guy in. He's too smart for us. It's unbelievable. <laughs> Our regular producer, uh, David Olson, my bodyguard, not in today. We do have first-time producer. He, yesterday he was assistant producer Tim. Today he is lead producer. We do have Tim Bachman, Mr. Overdrive, One joining us I, here. I take over. Huh? One day here and I take over. For who, me or For David Dave. Olson? Just one day. I'm I, already in the driver's seat. I thought you were going after my job. You no, probably no, are. No, 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 not, not me. Maybe next Danny, week, not next me. week I'll be spinning the tunes and it will be uh, Mr. Overdrive, Tim Bach, doing the show. He was promoted already after a day. It's unbelievable. It's a producer with high aspirations. Guys like, who was the guy in Shakespeare who stabbed the guy in the back at, at two brute? Then Caesar shall die. You talk about going highbrow. Now you're, now you're breaking out, <laughs> he's, you're breaking out Shakespeare. Oh, goodness. Cleotus Shakespeare, outstanding running back for, I believe, Rolling Meadows back in the uh, mid 60s. Uh, not familiar, not familiar with his work. All right, enough of that nonsense. Uh, real quick, let's talk NBA. And again, any football fans out there, we'll definitely touch on tonight's matchup. And don't forget, tomorrow we'll do Football Friday here on the Talk Zone. We'll play Beat the Schmoes. Uh, Timmy Bach, if you're around tomorrow, you can be a guest schmo on the show. Danny, I know you've been a schmo before. But we'll do Football Friday tomorrow for sure. And uh, you can certainly give us a call, talk some football, 888 463 Danny, I know you follow the NB of A a lot. We haven't talked. Much pro basketball. It's early in the season, but some thoughts real quick. Maybe uh, who are some of the impact players from a rookie basis, some of the top new players in the league? Well, I mean, locally, and we'll talk a little bit about the Bulls in the last two games they played and, and their, their loss last night thanks to a horrible fourth quarter. But around the league, I, I, I've, I try to watch as much as I can and follow it. But, some, I mean, you, 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 some rookies are really standing out with Blake Griffin, who you thought would be the kind of standout rookie. He's yeah, he, hurt. Well, he will be. He will be, but he's hurt. And he showed, I think, in the preseason and in the first game or two that he was the real deal. Uh, you, Johnny, you, you could watch him play. There's not many guys you could say this. But you could watch Blake Griffin play in college and, and say, you know, immediately, he will be 16 points a game and 10 rebounds he, in the NBA. He's the new breed of NBA player, which is he's built like a tight end. Yep. But yet he's got all the kind of touch and feel yep. and you know of an NBA player that's needed. So Brandon Jennings out of Milwaukee, just up north, biggest surprise. I mean, he's been he's been great, which leads into another discussion, you know, about whether or not it was a good move for him to go to Europe after high school. He was kind of a pioneer with that, mm-hmm. the first guy to go and play overseas, or one of the first guys to go play overseas directly after high school. It seems to have done wonders for him because he's come here. And he's playing well on a very, very bad team. Mm-hmm. I mean, he's getting assists, which is what a point guard should do. He's scoring a little bit. His three-point shooting is is a little bit off, but but it, but he's working on that. I mean, he's got the luxury of playing with with Andrew Bogut, but they're not playing. I don't know if Michael Red is playing. I know he's had a little injury, so you know you don't have a lot of guys. I know when the Bulls played him last week, I constantly was checking my remote control for the fast forward button because when I watched Brandon Jennings play, I thought I had accidentally. 
hit the speed button, the fast forward button. The guy is lightning. He, he plays quick. at a fast pace. And again, I mean, he's doing this on a, on a below average team coached by Skiles. Mm-hmm. So to get all those assists, it's not as easy when you're not playing on a, as good a team because you don't have guys that, that finish as well. So, uh, he's a guy that I think, I don't know if people expected him to be, uh, you know, as playing as well as he did as early as he did. Cause you gotta remember, he's only, he's the equivalent of a guy leaving after his freshman year of college. Yep. But he played in, overseas in Europe, and I think I think you got to say that that helped him. You play a lot more basketball when you're playing professionally in Europe than when you're playing at Syracuse. High school sensation, as so many of these guys are on the AAU circuit stuff, and he was basically honest about it. Yeah. He did not have an interest in going to college. Nor I, I, Maybe I'm not he sure. was more honest, Danny. You know, people can criticize him for not going... To college, maybe he was more honest than some of the guys, i.e. like Derrick Rose of the Chicago Bulls, who went for a one-and-done. He said, you know what? My career is going to be in basketball. And I, and I want to start is, that you, career right as soon yeah. as possible. And the I'm NBA not sure, won't let guys in first year. I'm not sure he qualified, to be fair. I don't know if Brandon Jennings qualified for college either. There might have been some issues there. Yeah, but He applied to Columbia, Harvard, Dartmouth, and Yale. And got waitlisted at a couple of yes. those. He didn't get in. But at least he applied. Well, one of the school, I know he wasn't happy about the, the, the biochem program at one of those schools. No. He's more of a poli sci guy. Yeah, a couple of the professors, just not a good chemistry with pardon me. And he the felt pundit. if all else fails, I, I, I'm yeah. told I could fall back on basketball. Yeah. He was told that he's, you know, might have a future. Anyway, my dad always told me it was good. My grades were, uh, you know, medi- slightly above mediocre, but nothing great. But he always said it was a good psychological thing, you know, uh, People would ask you, where are you looking at for college? I say, well, I'm looking at Brown. I'm looking at Harvard. You know, I'm looking at Yale, looking at University of Illinois. You know, did you get in? No, but I was looking at them. They're wonderful campuses, beautiful campus. Where do you, and I went to Oakton Community College, but, you know, I looked at Brown. It was a beautiful school. And my favorite quote, I think it was Bobby Knight about, uh, you know, <laughs> those people who, who get upset at, you know, kind of the treatment that athletes are given in college. I think it was Bobby Knight said, when's the last time you saw 80,000 people get, gather for a chemistry test? <laughs> I mean, you know, it's true. That's why they have revenue sports and non-revenue sports. Uh-huh. There's not exactly a fire Mr. Jackson.com or the fire, chemistry teacher. FireProfessorLewis.net <laughs> because, he's, you know, he's just not. The labs are just real, real below par. Uh-huh. Guys so, in the back row, come on, we've seen that. Chemistry thing before. Give us something new. That's brutal. Yeah, there, maybe there should be. There's not a beat writer that covers the math beat. That's yeah. you know interviewing the professor. Why were yeah. you off your game today? Come on, get a real geometric equation. That thing's brutal. Let's go. Yeah, change the strategy. Change the formula. Yeah, um, but, but, but it's a great story. He's probably been the. Uh, I mean, it's early, obviously, but if you voted for Rookie of the Year right now, the kid Brandon Jennings who went to play to Europe, people forgot about him a little bit and kind of wrote him off as a renegade. He has been brilliant. Uh, thus far. Absolutely. And I know. 32 I last night. I don't think he's up for rookie of the year, but I know you're a Taj Gibson fan. You mentioned before the show. I, I, I'm not that big on him. I actually would rather have Tyrus Thomas playing, but for a rookie, he's coming. He had a great game last night. Didn't he have something like 18 and, and 11? Yep. I mean, uh, you know, and that, the Bulls are a fun team to watch. You, you know, I, I think the ceiling is very limited, but, uh, I know you you enjoy watching them immensely. I do too. They've they've got. I like to see the development. I mean, you've got guys. Taj Gibson's contributing. Noah 
you know, I, everyone now is noticing the, the improvement he's made. I mean, I haven't seen a bigger jump in the offseason for a player that I can remember. Mm-hmm. From going from last, he's a double-double guy now. There is a newspaper columnist in Chicago, Rick Morrissey, writes yeah, for the I Chicago Tribune. He he I thought that was, uh, I don't know. That was kind of cute. Three was, years ago when Noah was drafted, he yeah. basically criticized the draft the way Noah looked in it. And one of the comments I think he said is if, if Joakim Noah becomes a legit NBA I'll player, this, I'll eat my words. I'll save this article. I'll put salsa on this paper and I'll eat it. Well, after the Boston Celtics series last year, which I think Joakim Noah took that next step, right? Well, yeah. I mean, he had a good series, but, but people wanted to see if he would carry it over into right. this year. After the first 10 games or so, mm-hmm. he's averaging a double-double, and yeah. he's clearly improved his conditioning and all around. And Rick... He, he, he can pass the ball a little bit. He's a brutal shooter, but he's got good feel for the game. But then the And then the Rick, writer... to, Rick, to his credit, said, you know, here I am. I was obviously wrong. Obviously wrong. Mm-hmm. Here we are three years later. You, you've, <laughs> you've improved. You're a much better player than I thought. Here's a little salsa. He dipped it in water. He went. He went to their training. Yeah, he went to the Berto Center. Player. I thought it was self-serving a little bit. It's. I thought it was just yeah. as much to promote Rick mm-hmm. and his column than 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 was to. Well, do you know this guy, Rick? All no, of a sudden, but, Mr. Mr. Know, Columbia uh, College this journalism is, major over here. This is a, this yeah, is a, Rick and uh, Skip, my good buddies over at the Tribune. This is this is a newspaper town. You got it. You know, you people get to know their columnists, or they feel like they know. I've, I've the, read Rick Morrissey for. Probably what would you call him? For, Mr. 12, 13 years. And if, would I you call, call him Rick Mis- Moore. I'd, hey, Rick. Would you call him buddy? Mr. Morrissey if you if you met him? No, I'd call him Rick Morrissey. All right. Well, if you meet him, it might be a little strange. <laughs> nice to meet you, Rick Morrissey. Uh, anyway, he, he he dabbed a little in water. If you saw yeah. the video, he said, he asked Noah, he said, can I, can I put it in water? Because all the professional eaters dip it in water. <laughs> Chestnut and Kobayashi, they dip. Yeah, but they don't eat paper. No, they don't eat paper. But they, but he, his point was, it seems like anything goes down better when it's <laughs> when it's damp. And so, so he ate a little bit. I don't know. It was a little bit cheesy. But uh-huh. to his credit, he came out a couple three years later and 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 admitted he was wrong. That many columnists around here would not do that. Any NBA fans out there? It's uh, early in the NBA season. Some trends starting to. Uh, surge forward a little bit. You want to talk some NBA basketball? One of our topics today, 888-463-6748. The phone number people can email us to at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. You mentioned Johnny Flynn, uh, before the show, I should say, you mentioned him from Minnesota. Tyreek Evans from Sacramento. A couple of other rookies. I guess the guards are doing the best so far. Yeah. I mean, and it's usually most people equate the NBA with a big man's league. But, uh, you know, yeah, it's, it's, it's the small guys that are, that are making an impact right away. I mean, you saw what Derrick Rose had a great impact last year mm-hmm. as a rookie and, and, and especially in the playoffs. And people, you know, usually think it takes a couple years to develop, but you're seeing guys step in. You don't see that in football, though, and you don't see that in baseball. Mm-hmm. When you get drafted, you don't see a guy get drafted. The quickest he'll get to the major leagues is a year or so, right? Like Beckham. But I mean, you don't see, you don't see guys in football, you know, making a, a an immediate impact like they have in the NBA, so. Uh, you know what's weird is, well, first of all, one weird thought, not weird is the word, but, you know, you think of Taj Gibson, for instance, as a rookie. And then you think, well, Derek Rose in his second year now, Tyrus Thomas, you know, three or four years in the league, players like that. But Taj Gibson's one of those guys that actually went to college for he, four is, years. Isn't he like 24? Yeah. So right. some of those quote-unquote rookies are actually older than some of sure. your quote-unquote Veterans. I mean, LeBron James is in his sixth year in the NBA. And he's, what, 21? And he's 24 or something. 
I mean, he's a, he's a, he's a he's a grizzled veteran. You know, I mean, he's a, so you're right. I mean, Derrick Rose is 20 years old and he's in his second or 21 years old. He's second year. Taj Gibson is in his first year. Same with these guys from Europe. They come over at different ages because they've been playing professionally out in Europe for six or seven years. Mm -hmm. So, you know, that's the way the NBA is. That's why I think Derrick Rose is a perfect example. So is Brandon Jennings. In those Mm -hmm. cases, they should be permitted to go play professionally. Like you said before the show, they want to make their career in basketball. You want to make your career in the Army. You're allowed to to do that in the Army starting at 18. You want to make your career in basketball. Let's go. I want to start that career when I'm done, you know, at 18. but, But why Europe? Let's, let's let them go to the NBA. Well, no, I agree in those cases. Start an NBA developmental league, which they actually they have, have and, and let those kids go there. Why, why does Brandon Jennings have to go to Greece or wherever he went into an uncomfortable environment for a 19-year-old kid? Well, the NBA will say we're a private entity and we're, we're, we're allowed to make our own rules. That's and, fine. And, and they are. But I think in situations like that, Derrick Rose was clearly ready and wanting to be in the NBA. Yes. You saw what happened with the SAT. That that was just an exercise in, you know, in in, in this, like just being necessary. They had to go mm-hmm. through those steps. They, they, they could have avoided that. He had yeah. no, there was no place for him in college. As soon as he finished, as soon as Memphis finished their tournament play, do you think two weeks later, Three weeks later, two months later, Derrick Rose was attending classes. Right at Memphis University. Well, that, that's that's what people don't realize about the football players when they when they finish their bowl game yeah. and they say I'm I'm declaring for the draft, right. I'm leaving. They don't go back and finish the year. Some they, do. Most most the, the, the legit NFL guys spend just, their time training. They're out. That's yeah. it. That's it. I am not going to class. Yeah. Well, what about your final? I am not taking finals. Yeah. I, I, so I, the I, whole college thing. And again, not all. We don't want to generalize, but for many of the elite athletes, kind of a ruse. Yeah, I mean, you know, what do they say with with basketball? The first year you come in as a freshman, most guys come in for one year. The first semester you're put on probation. Okay, well you better you better you better get your grades up next semester, or you're out of this school. Really? Or or you know, I have, I'm out of here anyway. You know what I'm saying? You get on probation your first semester. The next semester you're, you're you know you have no incentive because you're leaving you're leaving early anyway. So. I think those are just some circumstances that should allow players to go straight to the NBA. Derek Rose, Brandon Jennings. He is insightful. He is an academician. He is an up-and-coming journalist in the house. Two guys at a mic. We have the worldwide leader himself, Danny Sternfield, joining the coach today. We're going to take a quick, quick break. When we come back, I have a suggestion to help our national budget just a little bit. A cheaper way to get all the countries and all the nations together. Barack Obama, I believe could save a little bit of money. I will make that suggestion. Tim Bach, our producer today, Mr. Overdrive. We'll take a quick break. Phone lines are open, 888-463-6748. You are listening to Two Guys in a Mic on the TalkZone.com.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And one of our sponsors on Two Guys and a Mic, JC Sports and Tees in Northfield, Illinois, for all of your imprinted sportswear needs, ad specialties, and more. JC Sports, the place to call 847-5012-506. I do have a quick suggestion to Barack Obama, just a, just a little bit of savings. Instead of traveling out and bringing, you know, for the United Nations meetings that they have in New York, all the different heads of states from the country is a quick little budget-saving device that really all Barack Obama has to do is go up and meet with the Toronto Raptors and hold a team meeting in the locker room. And that'll help our budget how? It's a lot cheaper than oh. bringing all those heads of state. The Toronto Raptors are truly the NBA's version of the United Nations, watching them play yesterday, right? Andrew Bargani? Bargnani. Uh, Hidu Turkoglu. Turkoglu. Who represents, I think Hidu has like six different countries. He's the a, Turkish, the Tur- I think he's the Turkish Michael Jordan. <laughs> is that what they call I, him? Yeah, huh? I, I'm, I'm serious. And then you got Jose Calderon, which is, is he Puerto Rico? Or Spain, you know, I'm, I'm not sure. But I do know, watching the Toronto Raptors play, once again, Barack could go up there, have a little meeting in the locker room, and I think uh, the United Nations would not need to gather. You're full of good ideas. Yet before the break, you had that great idea about a developmental league for the NBA. Yeah. Except, except they already have one. But, well, no, no, no. What I was trying to say is take that developmental league and let the first year players in it. that league. Right. You think that's that's one of the reasons for developmental league? Yeah, for, exactly. I think that's the way they're headed, actually. But uh, yeah. Now, what I'd like to see the NBA. Uh, do also. And again, our phone number here, if you want to join conversation, Danny Sternfield, worldwide leader, joining the coach today on two guys at a mic, 888-463-6748. And maybe they do some of this, Danny. You follow up more than me, but I, I would like to see the NBA, David Stern and his associates, make sure that those kids that are coming out of school after a year do get some, some kind of educational training while they're on the road or in the off season. Well, there, there, there's an intense, like, rookie, Seminar where, where they where they teach you it's life skills. That's different. How to you know how to keep the hangers on away. Yes. How to maybe deal with some different day to day things, mm-hmm. insurance or just getting a house and and you know and managing your money. But yeah. I don't know if there's yeah. actual. Right. I had to disagree I, with you if you're suggesting actual like academic yeah. education. Well, it would have to be coach. All they got to know is how to sign. No, I mean, it, no, 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 no. You don't need to know, but you don't need to know high level math. I mean, no, you, I agree. You need to know life skills. Life skills. Apples and oranges. I completely agree. And I've argued if you want to get in the whole school system thing, I'm right with you. They need to teach that stuff a lot more. But the NBA thing that they do now is very, very good. But they talk about dealing with the media, as you talked about, hangers on and stuff. Sure. It's a great session that they have. Actually, the NFL has the best one. It's like a two- or three-day crash course. Right, where they, where, okay. they, where they drive it home. That stuff is great, but. There are kids coming out of college after a year that also went to high schools where they didn't learn a whole lot in high school because of their basketball status. So you've got kids. I'm not talking advanced chemistry here. But then what? I'm not talking third level. Reading and writing? Basic educational skills. I'm not talking, you know, number one, two, three, A, B, C, D. I mean, you know, most of the players are beyond it. But you've got some kids coming in that have very limited educational knowledge, I think there should be some program, and you'd have to work out the details. Tutors. Yeah, the details, like, I, I'm not sure I, I understand what it, are you talking, reading, you know, just writing. Basic, Maybe how, how basic to write a letter, edu- how to write a 
Yeah. How to write, you know, I don't know, how to write a, a letter. Uh, I don't even know what, yeah, what you mean. Yeah, some basic math skills, some basic okay. educational skills. Okay, I don't know if I see the use for that, but I mean. Well, don't you think? But, and but again, you, I, I'm not Mr. You, Academia you're giving, here. The extreme is Dexter Manley. I don't know if you remember that case. They said yeah. he made it to, you know, late in his NFL career. He couldn't even read. Right. Now, you're saying that you think most of these players know how to read and, and know how to, you know. but At varying but, levels. But you're you're talking about a little bit. A little bit more advanced than that, yeah. but yet less than like a high, less than like chemistry or anything specific. Absolutely. We're talking 18, 19, 20 year old kids who, again, a lot of them aren't coming out of the best academic high schools. And even those that are because of the AAUs and the clubs and the teams and the hanger ons, even in high school, you've got that. That really, you know, haven't had much education at all. So I would like to see the NBA. And again, how you do it and where you do it, you could work out the logistics. I think there should be for those young kids coming out. Especially if you're going to let freshmen or uh, seniors in high school go right to the NBA. Give us a call, 888-463-6748. Should the rookie team know how to do the quadratic formula <laughs> and a five-paragraph theme? Let me ask our assistant, not assistant producer, our lead producer today, uh, the man of overdrive, Tim Bach. Tim, as a producer, we were talking about hanger-ons for the NBA. Now that you're moving up in the radio ranks, uh, how have you been trained? How have you dealt with all the females that have come to you because of your media adulation? Now that you're a producer for our show, the fame, the fortune, how have you dealt with the hangar? Groupies, there's, there's roadies. There's a lot of groupies. There's a lot of groupies. You have to, like when I get out of my car when I get here today, you know, you have to kind of, you know, make sure you open the door wide so you can kind of push them off of you. And then you got to just do a dead sprint into the door. Uh-huh. And then once you get into the, you know, the fortified compound that is TalkZone.com, then you're okay. But... From getting from car to inside, it's a little uh, tough. Sometimes. Now, do you have a driver, or do you still drive yourself? I, ju- I drive myself. That's just a matter of time. Yeah, he hasn't uh, gone. He hasn't gone eventually. the way of Tony Soprano yet. <laughs> not yet. Where you got Where you got You know, your driver picks Someday you up. Someday soon, but not yet. Yeah, Danny. I figure in two, three months, the man of overdrive will uh, will clearly have a bodyguard. He'll have people. I guarantee. Yeah, agents, hangers on, <laughs> roadies, groupies, key grips. You produce the talkzone.com. There's no telling where you go from here. I didn't say upwards. It could be downwards, too. I just said there's no tell. Arrow pointing up, arrow pointing down, just yeah. like our local college basketball teams. Uh, uh, talk to me one, one arrow, teams. One arrow pointing up for U of I, landing three recruits, two of which are very prized. Uh, Yesterday was the first official signing day. Right, and then arrow pointing down for the Wildcats of Northwestern as their star, Kevin Coble, goes mm-hmm. down with an injury that... Uh, according to your intel, could be very, very serious. Worst case scenario, right? According to my intel? Intel. See, there's the worldwide leader at, at work again. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, first of all, look, can I backtrack just a second and say that I am tremendously excited just to be talking? College basketball, the season basically started, yeah. what, a couple days ago? Exhibition games are underway. You've got some actual, there's like a tournament going on, the 2K Classic, something like that. Uh, I don't Have they started tournament play? Thanksgiving, though. It's nice over Thanksgiving. If I, I'm not a huge, I don't like to sit and watch two or three NFL games all day. Yeah. You can always find that Maui tournament going on. Oh, yeah. There's late night college basketball. Usually some decent games. Gonzaga, you get late in the tournament. Duke plays in those tournaments. So get to I, see a Rick Majerus dressed in a Hawaiian shirt yeah, and shorts. Yeah, you know I've seen you in a Hawaiian shirt coaching. Yeah, but I uh, wear it well. That that's true. And uh, so it's <laughs> it's nice to be talking about college basketball locally. You know, there's some good things happening with Illinois. I think uh, the big story around, you know, landing these guys for Illinois is now people are saying it, it, it lets Weber prove to everyone he can indeed recruit. Mm-hmm. Because they've went through a series of misses. Eric Gordon they missed, John Shire they missed. Now they land Jeremy Richmond, who they locked in basically in eighth grade. Then they landed uh, 
was the seven footer you mentioned? Uh, Miles Leonard. Right, Miles Could Leonard. Be Leonard Miles. It's he's, one of the two. He's ticking upward. You know, from what you tell me. Oh, and, his arrow is pointing significantly up. And then, and then Crandall Head, brother of NBA player Luther Head, yes. who's probably out for the season with an injury, mm-hmm. but still a prized recruit. So you've got, you've got that. Things going well for U of I. On the other side, Northwestern loses Kevin Koval oh. for as little as two weeks. Mm-hmm. And what, what hurts there is that this was the breakout year. And if you're a college uh, basketball fan. I'm not buying fan, that. How many years have they said, well, how many years have they said, this is the year we're making the NCAA tournament? You know what? For some teams, hey, the I'm, NCAA, a, I'm a Cubs fan and I'm a Northwestern fan. But, I'm allowed to but say But the that. Cubs at least make the playoffs. I mean, for, for the, we're, we're, to, we're not talking about winning a championship. Every year, this is the year I think we break through. We've got the talent <laughs> to do. You know what? Some teams just weren't meant to play in the NCAA tournament. It's okay. Stop it. Stop it. You I mean you might be right, but this this either this way could we'll, have been this could have been yeah. it may still be the year Bill Comedy said it's his most talented team. Who did they lose the last, last year? They lost years. Craig Moore. That's uh, almost like me saying you're the best host to come yeah, in the I'm last the tall, seven days. I'm the tallest midget. You know, they they <laughs> they uh they they lose the, the one I think the one significant loss they have was Craig Moore. Yes. Three point two. They keep Michael Thompson from Lincoln Park. He's point their guard. point guard and they keep and they're bet I agree with you that losing Coble Without question, their best player is devastating. It's devastating. I mean, it's gonna it's gonna put a you know it, it's gonna put a a, a prob, big problem in their whole season. So yeah, you want to talk some college basketball? That absolutely now through April first, second, whatever the championship game is, that will absolutely be one of our topics of discussion here. Love college hoops. You can email us at mike two guys at aol dot com. Phone number 888-463-6748. Just reading some of the preview stuff this year, Danny nationally. Uh, it's almost a consensus. The Kansas Jayhawks are preseason number one. North Carolina lost just about all their starters. Still but number they're four. Ranked, they're ranked like number three or four because they're loaded with uh, new players and some of their depth from last year. Texas, very, very good again. Uh, it, it's very top-loaded in college hoops. And I guess Kentucky, a team that only made the NIT last year, is being picked in the top ten preseason. Yeah, uh, preseason rankings are, you know, a lot. Uh, many would say that they don't mean much because it's, first of all, it's hard to gauge a team after their first four or five games because they're not playing anyone. Yep. North Carolina playing the Isaiah coached, who is at Florida International or Isaiah Thomas. Yeah, yep. Isaiah Co- Florida International, yep. and they're beating up on them. I mean, Ohio State, Evan Turner, who's from Chicago, had a triple double when they beat Akron by sixty. Only the but, second triple double in Ohio State basketball history. Yeah, it's not easy to get a triple double in college because again, you don't have the finishers you do in the NBA, and you have a shorter game. Northwestern but, has had like uh, I think like nine triple doubles last year. The only problem was turnovers. Yes, turnovers. Right, turnovers were one of the categories. It was like it wasn't block shots; it was shots blocked. I think one guy had 10 shots of his blocked and had 11 turnovers. But this year they're headed to Indy, right? For the Final Four. Well, when I said this could be our year, I don't think... No, I I, I know what you mean. We'd uh, like to make the Final 64. That'd be nice. You know, although it it was good to see one of the preseason ranked teams, Syracuse, I just love stories and games like that in the exhibition game, losing to Division II... um, God, I do I not. I want to say Duquesne. It sounds like that. I think it was, wasn't it like Lemoyne or something? Lemoyne, Lemoyne College. Yeah. Nice call. Lemoyne, Lemoyne College, which is also in New York, mm-hmm. and at Syracuse. I mean, that was just a, that's just great to see. It just goes to show on any given day, you know. I mean, now that game doesn't count, but come on, everyone knows it was refereed. It was an official game. It was on your home court. Mm-hmm. It happened. And Jimmy Bayham was looking for win number eight hundred at the time, right? Well, that that wouldn't have counted. Because it was an exhibition oh, game. Oh, okay. So just like it doesn't count in the standings, it doesn't hurt your ranking. Okay. But, I mean, just it, it goes to show you that even these powerhouses, 
you know, can you know, the Hoosier story still can happen. Mm-hmm. Few and far between, but. Producer uh, Tim Bach, you got a favorite college team you root for, and if, uh, please say Northwestern if possible. Uh, Northwestern. No, actually, uh, since I've been a kid, I've been a uh, big fan of Florida State. Florida State? Yeah. More football basketball. than anything else, but basketball, too. Really? tournament for the first time in, I think, eight years last year. So. Florida State. I don't know that I can name too many Florida State Char- basketball. Charlie Ward. Tony Douglas was our best player last year. Okay. Who's that? Uh, Is Leonard, uh, Mile- Leonard, Leonard Hamilton. Hamilton? Yeah, still head the head coach. coach. Okay. Uh, Al Thornton. Been a good player in the NBA. I'm too, a little curious now. You went to Marion Catholic High School yes. in the fine city of Chicago. You're a graduate of Columbia College yep. in Chicago, the fine broadcasting and art school. It begs the question: How no did we idea. root for Florida State in basketball? Ever since I was a kid, I don't. There's pictures of me at like five years old with Florida State stuff. So Wait, Al, Al Thornton was. I'm thinking of Horford was UF, right? Florida. Yeah, yep. he was yeah, uh, right. UF. Thornton was Florida State. He's now with the Clippers and mm-hmm. kind of, you know. It's an odd in, combo. Yeah. Uh, it's almost like we had the last week, we had a caller, Bob, from Toledo, who called up. He's from Toledo asking about the Iowa Hawkeyes and why they weren't ranked higher. By the way, Bob from Toledo, my Northwestern Wildcat beat you guys. And then we asked him where he went to school, and he said he's a proud alumni of Tulane University. So we just thought that was kind of an odd triangle. A caller from Toledo asking about Iowa, and he roots for Tulane. Almost as confusing as a guy from Columbia College. Or in it reminds me of when you would when you would recap Monday Night Football on Tuesday, and give the highlights on. <laughs> <laughs> I forgot what it was on the highlights on on Wednesday, yeah. and it would be on on yeah. ESPN on Sunday and replayed on Wednesday. That's what we do here at thetalkzone.com. We confuse people, but we have a lot of fun while we're confusing them. That's what it's all about, Daniel. Uh, 888-463-6748. Email us, folks. So Mike, two guys, MIC number two, Mike, two guys at AOL.com. Brand new show. Week number two, Danny. We're just getting off the ground here. Hopefully, uh, we're going to get more and more people to know about the show. We need our listeners to spread the word and pass it on. But, uh, Monday through Friday, 10 to 11 central time, we're going to be right there for you at Internet Sports Radio. Yeah, this is, uh, it's a great place to, Host a show, TalkZone.com, Morton Grove. It's uh, You got to walk around the studios a little bit beforehand? Oh, the, the overwhelming with enthusiasm. I mean, this place just uh, <laughs> knocks you out, you know, the hospitality. Yeah, I've, I've heard, uh, I've seen dentist room waiting <laughs> I've offices. I've seen cemet- more exciting cemeteries more lively oh, come on than this place. <laughs> All right, well, we're going to take a quick break. Overdrive man, Mr. Tim Bach, our producer today. When we come back... We're going to talk a little baseball. The Golden Glove Awards were given out, and the general manager meetings held at the O'Hare Hilton have concluded. Danny, I don't know if you uh, went to the hotel and possibly cocktailed a little bit with any of the GM, but even if you didn't, make something up that's entertaining. Uh, I'll work on it. Uh, we'll take a quick break. 888-463-6748. Two guys and a mic. TalkZone.com.
lines are open for your calls on Two Guys and a Mic. Call 888-GO-FOR-IT. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. Two guys and a mic here on the TalkZone.com. Danny Sternfield, the worldwide leader himself, joining us uh, for a brief moment in time with you to 11 o'clock Central Time out west, Danny. People wake up to us. We are a breakfast show out west and a lunchtime show out east. And in the Middle West, eh, who knows? And we're heard on seven continents. Well, via the Internet, absolutely. Our show is being uh, broadcast to seven different continents and also parts of Alabama and Mississippi. All right. That's good to know. Which many people call the eighth continent. Baseball GM meetings were held. By the way, during the break, you were basically giving me a crash course lesson on Facebook and Twitter saying that we need to get more listeners and we need to enter that avenue. We do have a fan page. Yeah, become a fan of uh, Two Guys in a Mic on Facebook.com. I, I assume it's Facebook.com, maybe mm-hmm. slash Two Guys in a Mic. You could become a fan of the of the show. And on Twitter.com, it's probably backslash, is it? Is it under you, Coach Cohn? No, 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 it's two guys, Mike. Mike, I yeah, on, on on Twitter. So Not two guys become a follower, get get updates from mm-hmm. Coach and and Joel on on what's happening and just irreverent thoughts that they have mm-hmm. throughout the day in 140 characters. Now help that. me out here. I'm already confused enough with the Facebook and Twitter. Now you're throwing forward slash and backslash at me or some. Uh, what? No, whatever it is. I don't know if it's okay. forward slash or backslash. I think but it's it, a backslash. It's twitter.com backslash yeah. two guys, Mike, probably. But then you got to put a semicolon in too. You got to carry My the My English word. teacher, Mr. Schwalbeck, would be very impressed right now. Don't you have to go colon, backslash, backslash. I don't know. You got to carry the one. Huh? You, you, I don't know. Do you but, know? Uh, well, the, NBA players should learn how huh? to do this when it, they come you, into the league. You know how bad it's gotten? I actually had to do a quick math multiplication thing without a computer for my son a couple days ago. And I had to do, I forget what it was, like 43 times 17. You know, you put okay. four. And it took me like eight or nine times to get it. I forgot well, I, how to do that basic do carryover on, multiplication. Did you do it on paper? Because I, yes. I couldn't do that in my head. Some people can do that in their head. Uh, I can do it, but this was a harder one. So I actually did it on paper, which I've always been able to do. But it's been so long, whatever brainwave had that connected, right. It took me like eight or nine times to figure out how you, you carry over. it over, then you go diagonal, then you put it, yeah. you put it placeholder. Yeah, it's unbelievable. What happened to our producer? He got kicked out. Oh, he got in fired. the middle just, of the show. Just as that, that's a first. Just as quickly as he got promoted, he got it's fired. I mean, our regular producer David Olson back in the saddle here during the break. There must have been some violent confrontation. Was it something Bach said? <laughs> it's unbelievable. Timmy Bach was doing a great job. The man of overdrive, having a good time here, and all of a sudden, boom. He's out the door. David Olson, lead producer, back in. Huh. Wow. It's right, the nature, where, nature of the business. Where were we? Nature of the beast or nature of the business? Both. All right. GM, uh, real quick. The winter baseball meetings. I'm not sure you're a big baseball guy or not. It was. First of all, why did they hold it here in Chicago and not? Or is it the later in the winter when they go to Florida? I don't know if it rotates. I didn't see much out on the winter meetings. Did you? That. They came through. I mean, not not much activity. I mean, no. Kenny Williams is always out there kind of just at least saying that they're looking to make moves, that they'll, mm-hmm. they'll consider all the options. I mean, the big moves for the Sox, I hear Henry says they're poised to make moves. They're mm-hmm. ready to make moves. They've got money to make moves. But on on the south side, I, we you know, obviously Jermaine Dye bought out for a little bit less than a million dollars. It's doubtful whole return. Um, we did try to spread a rumor on our show on Tuesday, the Mike Fontenot for Albert Pujols trade. Oh, we that, thought maybe if we threw it out there, it would catch really, a little steam. But uh, you're not giving your listenership uh, much credit. Apparently, it didn't uh, catch hope. 
No, I, I haven't, I haven't seen anything reported on that. <laughs> uh, and then, and then I think he said that with the addition of um, guy from the Royals, his name escapes. Yeah, Mark Tian. Mark Tian, who will step in at third. You're going to see Beckham at second. I know a lot of the fans had an opinion on that, thinking you know maybe Ramirez should be Ramirez should be back mm-hmm. at second and Beckham should be at short. But Kenny Williams said Beckham will be your second baseman. You know, it's a gutsy decision, and this this carries over into other sporting teams, whatever team you happen to root for. And it goes transcends the sporting world, too, I think. When you've got a guy, and we're talking about the Chicago White Sox here for non-Chicago listeners, a shortstop, Alexi Ramirez, who uh, his upside is tremendous. Yeah, but right? he, didn't, he didn't show it. Strictly as a fielder. I mean, he, has the, he is a potential. We don't know if we're going to hit there. But he's got Ozzie Smith, uh, Omar Vizcayel type defensive sure. fielding, which would put him among the great we, shortstops. And we, we saw it. We saw it sometimes. At times. Now you don't know. At other times, he was very, very inconsistent. So you got a guy like that with that kind of potential. On the other hand, you have got a ready, made for major league shortstop and Gordon Beckham. You could put him there for the next ten years, and you'd be solid. Do you play it safe and go with the solid guy? Do you take a chance and go for the guy with the upside, Ozzie Guillen? And Kenny Williams are making the decision, hey, let, let's take a chance and let's buy into the guy with the great upside. Well, one, one of the issues was where to put Ramirez if you don't put him at shortstop. And there is a place for him at second. The bench. The bench or second base. Because because the thought is his with his fielding, you want to get his glove in, in, on the field. You want to have him in the lineup for defensive purposes. So where do you find a place for him? And I think the answer is second base. I've heard some people say put him in center field because he's the best baseball player. Mm-hmm. That's what Hawk says. He's the best baseball player on the team, meaning he does everything. Who said that? Hawk. Hawk said he does everything. When you look National at National every- Sporting Show now. Hawk is Kenny. Hawk Harrelson, the fine announcer. Yeah, Hawk. For the Chicago the- White Sox, his famous home run call many of our listeners might have heard. Put it on the board. Yes. Yes. Uh, Hawks, the, Hawk, the broadcaster here in town, said that he's the best baseball player, maybe center field. Some people have said because of that, maybe center field is the place for Alexei. Mm-hmm. Either way, you gotta, you gotta get Ramirez, you gotta get Beckham in the lineup. He's not going anywhere. Mm-hmm. Apparently they, they have to put Tian in the lineup. I mean, they just, they, you know, they just acquired him. Uh, we don't, we don't want to break down the Chicago White Sox for 2010 just yet, but I, it was a curious, Decision and going along with that, they've named the Golden Glove winners the last two gold, days. Gold Glove. Gold, you said Golden Glove at the couple times. I thought we were talking boxing. <laughs> I'm, I'm scouring, I'm scouring the paper for boxing information because I'm not. Uh, I know Pacquiao and Hatton are, are, are. I apologize, Mr. Columbia College boy. The Gold Glove Awards. Remember, it's gold. semicolon backslash backslash period right. dash underscore underscore whatever. Carry the one. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Um, they gave out the Gold Glove Award, and I started looking at some of the guys who won the award, and almost Is everybody the, that won the, the the best fielder at their position are good hitters, too. You would think a lot of these guys are defensive. Close. American League, Evan Longorio at third base. Elite hitter, Derek Jeter at short. Placido Polanco, inconsistent but pretty good hitter. Mark Teixeira wins the best fielder award. He's a home run hitter. Adrian Gonzalez yesterday. First base National League, tremendous hitter. Uh, Ryan Zimmerman. I mean, the Washington Nationals don't have much. He's their best hitter. He wins a gold glove, too. I don't know if this year was a rarity or if that's normal, but the the guys who were the best fielders, that's, a lot of them could that smack That strikes the ball. me as unusual. And, and one thing that, that sticks out to me is Jeter. A lot of people think his defense is overrated. So I think that, you know, 
maybe that's not the case. He just he he won a gold glove. I don't know if it's, I I doubt it's his first in his career. Mm-hmm. But I know a lot of people think he's overrated as a player. But I don't know. I mean now now you're now you're going on five World Series rings. So it's you know and a bridge in New York soon to be named after him possibly. You know he's a guy. You look at what he's done and you you would like to not like him. Well, people he, think you know, there's a good-looking guy who dates all the beautiful women. Right. Plays for the Yankees. Never in trouble. Championship rings. Good See, character. Never in trouble off the, the field. With all that stuff, you'd like to root against him, but he's, he's a nice Pe- guy. The, the argument is that people make too much, the media makes too much out of those, those oh, diving Jeter and those plays, those plays where he, where yeah. he's, you know, the play against Oakland, where he, where he does the flip, but I mean, I think, he, I mean, in the, in the playoffs this year, he showed he's a solid, solid clutch hitter. His postseason average, and he's got a lot of postseason at bats. These aren't guys that are six for ten the postseason. These are guys that have hundreds of postseason at bats. His postseason numbers are great, and he and he hits to the opposite field. Mm-hmm. I feel like as well as anyone. You know, the other thing I like about him, and I, I respect this, and a lot of major league players. I used to say this about Mark Grace, who played for the Chicago Cubs, even over the long season. Derek Jeter's what ten, eleven years in major league baseball. No more than that. He's thirty five. So he's okay. like thirteen. So he's 14. been playing a long time, even in regular season games. You look at the Yankee dugout, you know, fifth inning, guy gets a base hit, team goes ahead four to three. Derek Jeter is into the game. Yeah. He is competing even in those otherwise drone, you know, game number 63 of 162 right. games. Yeah, at home against the Royals or something. Yeah, Some... but he he looks like he legitimately enjoys the competition being with his teammates. I, I respect that Mark Grace used to do that with some really bad Cubs teams in August and September when everybody else is sitting in the bench. He'd be up on the uh, you know the, the the bars of the dugout, and you could see it wasn't fake; it was legit. He was still he knew his team couldn't win the pennant. You, he wanted to win that you've game. You've never heard anyone criticize Jeter as a teammate. No, nope. you've never heard. You know, he, he seems like he's the consummate teammate. In my opinion, he passes the eye test for steroids in a big way. I mean, I I know that people most say, of the females out in the uh, fine country of America also he passes the eye but test. But mo- most I know that people say at this point they wouldn't be surprised if anyone. What was you know it came out that they were on performance enhancing drugs, but I would be shocked if if something came out that Jeter was uh, you know he just he passes the eye test he doesn't look like he's morphed in anything unusual over the years so all around good you know good guy great player and I mean you know listen five World Series rings are five World Series rings that's nothing to sneeze at that's one out of every three years you're in the league so all right real quick we're gonna take a break anything else from the uh, winter meetings Danny at the O'Hare Hilton I don't know what room. How was your room accommodations, by the way? Did I, I, I didn't make it this what? year. Thought you were reporting for the TalkZone.com. No, I, 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 that was cut with a lot of other things here. What about that receipt for cocktails you gave me? What was that from, like that, Sewell, push Sewell's that, Bar in Northfield? No, push that through, though. Push that. That it's was work. That was work related, as far as far as you know. Sorry to call you out on air. All right, we're gonna take quick, uh, quick break. Our producer uh, has been switched. A regular guy, my bodyguard, David Olson, back in charge. We'll take a quick one. We'll be back for our final segment on a Thursday edition. When we come back, maybe a little Bears 49ers talk. NFL football on Thursday night. you got to love it. Quick break. Back in a minute. It's two guys and a mic on thetalkzone.com.
Time to get back to Two Guys and a Mic, your mid-morning break sports talk show. Once again, here's the coach, John Cohn. And welcome back. Andy's Music Company in Chicago sponsor this portion of the morning break for all your music, rental, and retail needs. Check out their website, andysmusic.com, serving the Chicagoland area for well over 10 years. By the way, Danny, real quick before we... uh, Finish it up talking San Francisco 49er Bears NFL football on a Thursday night. What do you call the male offspring of the guy who invented the AK-47 rifle? I don't know, Coach. What do you call the male offspring of the guy who invented the AK-47? A real son of a gun. Thank you very much. Did you say AK-47 rifle? Whatever. What is it, a shotgun? <laughs> I don't. I think it's just an AK-4, an automatic, isn't okay. it? Okay, well, whatever. See, stop correcting. All right. It's unbelievable. All right. We got Bears against the uh, San Francisco 49ers tonight. We touched on it earlier in the show. And now don't forget tomorrow, we're going to have a football Friday. Danny, you won't be in. Brian Bauer going to make his first appearance. Double B, the boy toy himself, going to be uh, in here on the talkzone.com. But you could call up tomorrow as a guest schmo. We'd love to have you. And quite frankly, uh, I think you'd be a perfect schmo. Well, th- thanks. That's nice of you to say. Our football prediction show, of course, beat the Schmoes. Sure, we play sure. it every football Friday here in the Talk Zone. Long time segment. Try to control your eminent excitement on that. <laughs> so we'll talk a lot of football tomorrow, but we do got a game tonight right here in Chicago. Bears at Frisco. A lot of angles to this particular game. The fact that Mike Singletary is a Hall of Famer who played for the Bears, and he's the coach of the 49er, maybe the most interesting. That and the fact that last year we saw, last week we saw the Bears defense get run over by, uh, by the, by the 32nd ranked running game of the Arizona Cardinals. And this week you have Frank Gore to deal with. So I, I, I think a lot of people think that's going to be a key to the game is how, if the Bears defense performs like it did last week and, you know, and just lets, lets the, you know, the backfield of, of San Francisco, particularly Frank Gore, have a field day, you're in trouble. But you know, if they, if I don't think, I don't think that was indicative last week of what the Bears' defense. I think they're a little bit better than that. I don't know if they're a top defense in the league like they've been in the past years. But and then on the other hand, you've got Frank Gore. Last year, last week, you had who Wells to deal with on Arizona. You know, a, a second-year guy, Chris Beanie Wells and yeah, Jim Hightower. Yeah, Beanie Wells, a second-year or, or rookie. I mean, mm-hmm. a young running back in the league. This time, you've got Frank Gore bruising. You know, more veteran running back. So I think that's that's going to be one of the keys to, to the game tonight. You know, it's almost a darned if you do, darned if you don't. If you're uh, listening in the Chicago area or possibly out in San Francisco or an NFL fan, you want to talk about tonight's game. We've got a few minutes still to do so here on Two Guys and a Mike, 888-463-67. the phone number. You can email us at Mike2Guys at AOL.com. Danny, for the defense, it's almost darned if you do, darned if you don't. If they do step up tonight and say enough is enough, and get fired up and play good defense, people will be happy in the beginning, but then they're going to look back and say, well... What happened against Arizona? And Cincinnati. I mean, you know, right. do you have to get that mad? Do people have to criticize you that much until you play that good? So they're they're in a little bit of a uh, catch-all 22, if you will. Yeah, I mean, I, I think if they play well tonight, I don't know how many people will be still on the... The NFL is that you have to have a short memory. I mean, especially in a short week like this, that Arizona, Arizona game is over. They lost. It was, you know, it was a game they would have liked to have. It was at home. They play well at home usually, but it's over. They, they need to perform better on defense and in the red zone on offense and win this game. And if they win this game, puts them back over 500, 
gives you a fighting chance, you know, I, I guess to at least stay in the hunt in the NFC wild card. The divisions might be a little bit out of contention right now with Minnesota sitting at seven and one. Mm-hmm. But, uh, and on the other end, San Francisco, they're three and five. So they're still a couple games away from 500. But if they win this game, they at least, you know, think, think that they're maybe in contention at least while we're still in the middle of the season before things shake out. Another angle on the game, and you're absolutely correct on that. Apparently, and Danny, you follow this more as a, a journalistic guy. You are the worldwide leader himself. Apparently, San Francisco tight end Vernon Davis, a very good tight end, did a little bit of trash talking. Actually, not a little bit. Pretty, uh, it seemed like it was intentional from Vernon Davis. And uh, your thoughts on that? Does that make a difference or just something for a couple of uh, yahoos like us to talk about? Yeah, I, I don't think, I think it's the latter. I, I, I wouldn't even want to talk about it. It's just how many guys have, have done this before the game? I mean, I guarantee and. I mean, Ocho Cinco of the well, Bengals he, does things every week now. Every, every well, week he's Ocho coming. Ocho Cinco's got his own shtick, if you will. But but what Vernon Davis did, I thought, went like a couple steps further. Yeah, he basically and Singletary said, said it's, it's, it's showing confidence. But you know what? How confident are you? You're three and five. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You're three and four in a row. Uh, right. right. Three and five team. I mean, what what? How, no one really no one really makes that as big of a deal when when it's not, you know we're a regular season game in the middle of November. You know, mm-hmm. I mean what. Why we why why are you going on a limb now? Mm-hmm. Wait wait till it's a big game. So I didn't pay much attention to it. I mean, it's a couple. Of, listen, it's a couple of mediocre teams playing that I don't think yeah, are going to be. You know what? The... I, I can still get excited for. That's oh, the no, beauty I, of NFL listen, football. I mean, it's, beauty of sports. It's Thursday night football, but yeah. I don't think either of these teams are in the playoffs in mm-hmm. a couple months. I, I think they're both mediocre. But listen, it's 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 the only game in town tonight on the NFL. I still, you're right, and I still love watching the games. I always will as a Chicago Bear fan. Uh, Producer David Olson, I, I get so excited for the game. Last night, I could not get to sleep. Finally did, but woke back up about 3.15 in the morning. Couldn't get back to sleep. Looked over at my wife, and she looked just a little bit like San Francisco wide receiver Isaac Bruce. Mm. That's how excited hey, I am for this game. how you doing? Thank you very much. Not a bad look, by the way. Isaac Bruce, a good-looking guy. Oh, I'm, I'm sure he is. Yeah. And, not, and, when and a he, great, not when he snores so much. And a know. great receiver. Huh? A great receiver. Oh. Yeah, I, runs great routes. Yeah. I tried to play the cover two with my wife. It didn't work. I got covered up and I went back to sleep, but it was worth a shot. I did have very tight coverage at the time. Oh, I'm, I'm sure you did. Thank you very much. Alex Smith, rookie quarterback playing for the 49ers tonight and, uh, for the Chicago fans, NFL fans. They got a heck of a linebacker who maybe is one of the best in the NFL. His name's Patrick Willis. Yeah. They're outstanding in that position and, you know, he's going to have his, he's going to have his hands full. I think that, the bear, the bears have an offense that can be at times. I mean, because because of the quarterback Cutler can be explosive. You got a guy that you know eat when he's good, he's really really good. Mm-hmm. When he's bad, he's not so good. You know, he 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 can go for. We saw him at four or five, what four or five picks in a game mm-hmm. earlier this season. Oh, yeah. So and and a big issue with the bears now is the red zone. They 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 can get in there, but they can't seem to put the ball mm-hmm. in the end zone as much as they'd like to. And you know that was evident against their game against Cleveland at home, which they won. But I think all everyone would agree they needed something. They need to work on some things. See if you're with me here, real quick. I and the Arizona game, as bad as it was, to me one of the positives was Ron Turner's game plan. And we talked maybe he was listening to two guys in a mic last week when we pleaded with him to please open up the offense. If you remember the first couple of series, they didn't hand the ball off to Matt Forte for our traditional second down and eight play. They threw the ball, not sideways, but in a unique idea. 
Downfield. To the Ron Turner on. They threw it down the field. And, and I know they didn't score that many points, but I thought that was a good idea. I hope they continue with that game plan. I don't care if Jay Cutler throws a couple interceptions. I hope he does. You're, you're, I hope they throw 35 times down the field. I still want him to run the ball, but throw it down the field. You like the vertical passing game. As opposed to what? Horizontal? Sideline to sideline? Yeah, yes. that little like screen pass. And, uh, but I thought Lovey, Lovey says they get off the bus running. But I, I'm with you. they got to throw the ball. You brought in a guy like Cutler to throw the ball. So. we got to wrap this show up. Worldwide leader Danny Sturfield, thank you so much for joining us today. No problem, Coach. And you're going to be joining me uh, in about four minutes for a brand-new show, too, the Youth Sports Fan Forum. Stick around for that. We'll be back with a football Friday tomorrow. Producers Tim Bach, David Olson, great job here. Thanks for listening. We are out of here on the TalkZone.com.